welcome to today's Create the Courage to be Fearless podcast. And I want to thank you for joining me. My name is Anita Matu and I am a mindset coach and a mentor. Every Tuesday, I'll be releasing a new podcast episode, which will either be a conversation with a courageous guest, a solo episode with me, or a masterclass full of insightful nuggets and wisdom. Each episode is designed to inspire you and help you discover and connect with that place of courage within you. So whether you're a first-time listener or you are one of my regular subscribers, I want to thank you for taking the time to join me. Now let's get started with this week's episode. To lower inflammation and reduce joint pain and other osteoarthritis symptoms and I'm just very inspired to share those other things because osteoarthritis is not, it's just not seen as a sexy enough uh, disease. You know, it's like people think everyone gets it when they're old. That's also not true. It's not a normal part of aging. And really realize that this is a life-changing diagnosis. And in order to do your best with it, you need to start putting your health first. Today's guest is Valerie Baczynski an arthritis wellness specialist who serves women seeking to reduce joint pain and inflammation so they can live their best life. She holds a master's degree in nursing and a bachelor's degree in health education. She is a certified health coach and has practiced as a registered nurse for over 25 years. Faced with her own diagnosis of arthritis, At the age of 27, Valerie has spent many years searching ways to lessen arthritis symptoms and slow its progression. Through it all, she has been able to maintain her active lifestyle and pursue the activities she is passionate about, mainly rock climbing and hiking. She passionately believes that no woman should have to throw away her dreams because of joint pain or a diagnosis of arthritis. Welcome, Valerie. Thank you for having me. What is one of the most courageous things you've done? So one of my, the most courageous things I've ever done is I decided to put my health first, you know, health before wealth, the health before fears. Um, I left my job and prioritized my health. That's excellent. And I think we all need to take a leaf out of that and do that from time to time. Mm -hmm. We're in a mad world where we're rushing around. We do need to slow down. So what is an arthritis wellness specialist? I deal specifically with um, osteoarthritis. Okay. Um, And I help people with osteoarthritis, you know, develop the lifestyle habits that they need to thrive. So how did being an arthritis wellness coach help you in your journey? I actually, the journey kind of happened before I became the the specialist. I've worked, I've worked as a nurse for many years, but I wasn't yes. in anything. Arthritis, it was, you know, my health concerns that uh, led me down that path to uh, focusing my research on, um, you know, the real reasons behind why osteoarthritis develops, why it gets worse. 
and then also the um, science-based and evidence-based ways that the symptoms can be improved and the progression of the uh, disease can be slowed down or even halted. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, the thing is, throughout all of this, you were still mainly rock climbing and hiking. How was that possible then? Um, So I was diagnosed when I was 27. Um, Mm -hmm. I just had gotten into hiking and, you know, I really had a a big need to be out there, um, to be in the outdoors. Um, I had a a traumatic childhood growing up and it I was on a self-destructive path. Okay. You know, the partying and the stuff like that in my early twenties. And then I found the outdoors and um, the outdoors really saved me. And I started hiking and getting in deep into the wilderness. And then, you know, my knee started hurting and I went to my doctor and um, she did x-rays and, you know, I can remember her, I can remember her looking at me, looking at the x-ray results and just telling me, you know, that I had osteoarthritis in both my knees and that she said, maybe you should just learn to put your feet up and relax. (laughs) So, you know, that wasn't really acceptable and I was still in my twenties. So I did just kind of ignore it. Thank, you know, thank heavens I did because we now know that cutting back on activity is one of the worst things you can do. Yes. When you have osteoarthritis. So I just uh, continued on. Um, you know, I accepted the pain. I pushed through the pain. I did little things. You know, I was a nurse, so I, I could do some research. Yes. I had some knowledge. So like, you know, things here and there, like supplements was really the only thing. But I was, and I was kind of satisfied with that. And then there'd be times when things would flare up and I'd have to take a break or various injuries also. As I grew professionally and I got my education, I got educated um, Mm -hmm. as a health educator, and I also got my bachelor's degree in health education, and then got my master's in nursing, I became more able to dive into the scientific research and evaluate it and implement it into my own life. So then I was able to do that. But then I also had trouble. It's so complex. I always struggled with emotional eating and then also making the right okay. decisions for myself. So I had mm-hmm. to do a lot of self-work. And I also looked at research on motivation and how uh, past trauma not only affects osteoarthritis, because it is a risk factor for developing osteoarthritis later in okay. life, which might explain why I got it so young at 27. Mm-hmm. But it also affects how we make our decisions, you know, what choices we make in the moment. Like, am I going to eat that donut or not, even though I know <laughs> it's going to hurt me? So I had to do all that research and then roll it up into a, a program um, and steps and things to do. And then you know, I was finally able to adopt the lifestyle and I really really have improved over the past couple of years following Uh this basically doing what the science says that's excellent so people that are start experiencing symptoms of joint pain and inflammation i mean this can be at any stage of their life it doesn't have to be midlife it could be young like yourself Mm -hmm. And how can these issues keep them from living their best life? What do they need to do? 
to ensure they can continue? So, you know, I work with a lot of of, uh, women now, um, and I've talked to a lot of women and men. um, I am starting to, um, because the need is so, it's so great out there. I have a hard time turning uh, the men away when they reach out to me for help, even though I I pretty much am geared towards um, women. Mm-hmm. But really, and it really fits well into your podcast, is I think the biggest problem you see is fear. Yes. People have the pain. They're told things like bone on bone. I hate that term. I think it is the I wish doctors would stop using it. I mean, if someone tells you you're bone on bone, it's just it's going to make it hurt more. Yes. And then they're called, they're told it's wear and tear, which um, over the past 20 years, it has been proven that osteoarthritis is not due to wear and tear. So people are scared now. They're scared of the pain. They're scared that more pain means more damage. More pain does not mean more damage. And they're also scared. They're just scared of the pain, of the fear. They're afraid to do things. They're afraid to feel the pain. And so they stop doing things. And... Once you stop moving, you know, one of the sayings is motion is lotion and rest is rest. <laughs> Love it. So, you know, mm. once you stop moving your joints, you reduce your um, activity. Uh, inflammatory chemicals can build up in the joint. Um, you're not producing as much synovial fluid and that mm. it just kind of snowball. How can using food as medicine help men and women navigate and change joint pain and inflammation? So food is very important. Um, There's a lot of foods out there that promote inflammation. Mm. And so, you know, now we have this state of uh, chronic low-grade inflammation in our body because we're eating foods that cause inflammation, promote it in the body. You know, our bodies, you know, a lot of the food out there is not really food. It's a food-like substance. Um, the processed, the ultra-processed food, you know, pretty much those middle aisles and the groceries and, um, you know, other things like processed meats and preserved meats and um, conventionally raised uh, red meat and pretty much any meat. Um, and then anything that's been charred, um, sugars, uh, refined sugars, so yes, that sort of stuff. Definitely. Yep scientifically proven that it's going to Mm. increase inflammation in your body. And if you're having any problems with your joint, that inflammation, you know, it attacks pretty much everything in your body. And this is also, you know, they're saying it's a big cause of heart disease as well, because that inflammation attacks the arteries in your heart. But on the other hand, uh, and I usually like to start with this, is there's a lot of foods that reduce inflammation, I mean, you know, there really is um, just a treasure trove of, of vegetables and fruits and whole grains that have chemicals in them that the plants evolved, you know, to protect themselves. But they're also very beneficial to humans and they lower inflammation. They protect against cellular damage and they can really uh, help help your joints and help reduce your pain by lowering the inflammation in your body. Yeah, that's excellent because I know a lot of people don't realize this. Sugar is and definitely causes inflammation. I gave up sugar at the beginning of the year and mm-hmm. I can tell now if, had, if I've had something sugary, I start getting the arthritis in my hands 
you know, instantly. And I was thinking, when you eat so clean, to have something like that, you can feel the effect instantly. So I'm not surprised. Inflammation is such a big thing now because so many things contain sugar. Yes. And not just the sugar, but also, you know, that the highly refined mm. white flour. Trans fats is another, I didn't mention that, but trans fats, which we're seeing less of now because the, the, the secret's out of just how yes. they are. But a lot of times these, you know, you go down that cookie aisle in the market and it's all trans fat and sugar and, and highly processed flour. Like, I don't even want to go near it. I could <laughs> Yeah, for I me as well. I mean, I mean, I don't even go to that department. I'm gluten-free, so it cuts out a lot of rubbish, you know, junk food, which I'm happy about. And maybe maybe you experience this because you don't because you gave up sugar. But when you go that, you go near that aisle, you can smell the sweet. Yes. And it, it just it smells like chemicals. Mm-hmm. I know you touched on this a little bit, but which natural remedies can support reducing inflammation and give us more energy? I mean, reduce stress as well. Radiant health. What would you recommend? Yes. So, um, you know, I really, I like to start with the lifestyle changes, like okay, changing the diet, you know, adopting a diet that is designed to fight inflammation. That's very important. Yes. But stress management is also very important. Um, mm. Stress can also promote a state of low-grade inflammation. Being in that constant fight or flight is is very inflammatory. Um, you know, our body doesn't know what it's got to be ready for. So the, in, the inflammation is also to stand up to be on guard against any sort of invaders, but it's not meant to be there all the time. But if you're in a state no. of chronic stress, it will be there all the time. And at the same time, it's waiting for something to be invading. It's also doing damage to your healthy tissues in your body. Sleep is also very important. Um, oh, yes. It's yes. so underrated sleep. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, they just don't prioritize it. And you see sleep is like the first thing someone will give up. Mm -hmm. They, um, you know, sleep's given up for a lot of things, for success, um, to make more money, uh, to you know, usually to make other people happy or just that mindless watching the TV until and you realize, oh, it's midnight and now I'm not <laughs> going to get enough sleep. So sleep is also very important. Um, and then activity. It's uh, very important to make sure you're getting enough activity. Ex exercise and activity is, you know, it's good for the joints because it keeps the joints moving. Um, it, it helps move waste out of the joints and, and move in good nutrients. But it's also anti-inflammatory in itself. Yes. Are there any remedies or supplements anybody should take to try and obviously there's natural, naturally eat all these things and reduce your stress, like you've just said, sleep better. But is there any vitamins we should take to help and support our bodies? Yes, there are. Um, there are a number of supplements that are used for osteoarthritis that are commonly used for osteoarthritis. A lot of these are backed up by evidence, some more than others. So, you know, the most common ones, glucosamine, um, that was one of the first mm -hmm. ones, you know, they knew about that years ago. 
Yes. So that was something that I started taking a long time ago. But also, um, chondroitin and MSM usually find them in combinations, joint supplements. Mm -hmm. um, fish oil is also important, yeah. especially if you're not eating fish, you know, fatty fish three times a week. Mm -hmm. uh, turmeric is another one, not necessarily turmeric though, but curcumin is the yes. active ingredient that's extracted from turmeric. Um, the thing with turmeric is that it can be high in lead, but if the curcumin is extracted from it, you're getting that active component without and there's a number of others. I do have a, um, a supplement guide, a free supplement guide that uh, people can download. It's um, at www.freesupplementguide.com. And if you go to that link, it'll ask you for your information and then send you the supplement guide. And I covered uh, in that guide, I covered 10 supplements that can be used to uh, reduce inflammation and joint pain. What resources do you recommend, daily tips, to anyone that wants to reduce their joint pain or has a diagnosis of arthritis? What would you recommend? How can they feel better? You know, so first, you, you, you need to make it a priority. You know, it, it, I know firsthand it really does suck to get that diagnosis. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I hope I could say that. Um, it's, it is it can be shocking. It can be scary. Yes. Uh, a lot of doctors don't still are stuck in the old science. Um, it's so, yes. it's so sad to see it. I see it a lot on social media. Um, they're still saying it's wear and tear. No, they're still saying bone mm. on bone. They're still given, they're still stuck on what they learned in, um, back in medical school 30 years ago, before Gosh. all this new um, research has been done over the past 20 years. And, you know, it's not their fault. It, it has been studied and it takes 24, up to 24 years for new research to get into the hands of uh, providers. So there's a, a definite lag. Well, people get the diagnosis and they're scared. They kind of sit back. They're scared to do anything, but it's really important to put your health first. And really realize that this is a life-changing diagnosis. And in order to do your best with it, you need to start putting your health first. So it's like that's yes. a mind shift. But uh, mindset is also important. Um, maintaining a positive mindset is extremely important. It's going to help you make choices better. There was actually a study done where having a negative attitude had a stronger relationship to the amount of osteoarthritis pain that someone experienced than their x-rays did. So maintaining a positive mindset is, is very important. Mm -hmm. And it can be difficult because there is so much negative messaging surrounding um, not only osteoarthritis, but every, but every type of arthritis. Um, you know, there's over 100 different types of arthritis. Uh, osteoarthritis is the most common. Yes, I'm on gosh. social media. Instagram, Facebook, and 90% of the posts that you see are just doom and gloom and depressing. Um, mm. And if you're constantly, I get, get rid of that. Yes. It's, I definitely. don't think it's good to see. It's not good to see. Uh, you know, uh, it's okay to have every once in a while to have a, a pity party. I do it too. You know, I see people that can do things that I can't, um, you know, I rock climb and I'm with mm -hmm, some mm -hmm. great athletes and 
other women, especially, and they're so flexible and I see them, they can bend their, their knee and I can't bend my knee all the way. So every time I see that, I have to like fight that urge and you know, Mm -hmm. it is, it is okay to mourn that loss, but at, you know, at some point you have to accept it and, and, and move past that. So, um, you know, mindset is also a, a very important. And then also just adopting a whole uh, comprehensive anti-inflammatory. I, I like to say lifestyle. You know, a lot of people yes. preach the diet, but it's, it's total, <laughs> it is a total lifestyle. It goes beyond diet. Yes, definitely. So where can the listeners find you online? What is your website? So uh, my website, the name of my uh, business is Genuine Glow Wellness. And um, they can find me at it's www.genuineglowwellness.com. I'm also on Instagram, and that is um, I'm Arthritis Health Coach. So all one word, Arthritis Health Coach on Instagram. And then um, my my business does have a business page on Facebook. So that's again Genuine Glow Wellness. But I also have a Facebook group for women with osteoarthritis on Facebook. And that is, it's women with arthritis is the name of the group. Um, I'm not sure if that'll come up if you search for it, but it is, um, you know, if you, the group www.facebook backslash groups uh, backslash women arthritis best life. All the links will be in the show notes so they can go straight there. Yes. And you mentioned earlier about so that's www.freesupplementguide.com. And I am going to have a, another freebie very soon. Um, I'm still working on it. It's going to be um, an inflammation fighting food list. So I'm really excited about that. And oh, that's excellent. I'm putting that together now. And if you go to my website or um, go to my Instagram, you'll be able to find that there, a link to that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your courageous, inspirational journey with us today. And by doing so, you have helped so many other people with all the information you've given us, Valerie Basinski. I'm really inspired to help other other women, other people. I'm, I am just because of the lack of information that I was given. And people are told so often that there's nothing that can be done. Um, you know, I went to the doctor, I went to a couple doctors and you get that prognosis. There's nothing that can be mm-hmm. done until you're too young for a joint replacement. So there's really nothing that can be done until you're older or until you're bad enough to uh, require a joint replacement. And then, you know, the joke is they tell you, I'll see you back here in three months. Well, why? Um, you know, they really, and it's not, you know, there's nothing in their toolbox that can be done to help. Mm -hmm. But there is still um, plenty that can be done to lower inflammation and and reduce joint pain and other osteoarthritis symptoms. And I'm just very inspired to share those other things because there's definitely a gap in the healthcare system right now. Osteoarthritis is not, it's just not seen as a sexy enough uh, disease. (laughs) You know, it's like people think everyone gets it when they're Mm -hmm. old. That's also not true. It's not a normal part of aging. Um, but that myth has definitely um, led to the disease being underserved. So I'm hope I'm really hoping to fill that gap. That's excellent, brilliant. 
So what is your definition of courage? Because we are Create the Courage to be Fearless podcasts. What is your definition of courage? So my definition of courage is to um, put yourself first, um, put yourself in front of your fears, before, before your fears, but also before your, we all have a desire to please others. So often we don't um, take care of ourselves because we're taking care of other people or we're not taking care of ourselves because we're afraid to do the things that we need to do, like leave a highly stressful job afraid to do those things that we need to do in order to uh, prioritize our health. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Create the Courage to be Fearless with Anita Matu. I'd love you to let me know what your thoughts of today's episode and what your key takeaways are. So do leave a comment below. It's all about sharing. So if you have enjoyed the content, give me a like and share it far and wide. Post it over on Instagram stories and tag the link wherever you are listening to this episode. Post it on social media. Share it with your friends. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps the show reach more people and together we impact more lives. Thank you and until next time, goodbye for now.